have done that. That would have been impossible. So the Shaq full music, movie, video, wisdom speaks. So what I would do, see, it plays. Now, what is going to play, I don't know. Because that looks like a whole movie. So we'll wait until they come and we'll verify. Could it be a preview to the movie? I, I don't know. I, no, I'm just I have no idea. I don't think they would show the whole movie. Well, I think it might be a preview to it or something, or a clip out of it. Well, it, it, that's all that played. That's all it played? See, there it is. It's playing now. So that that's a whole movie. I know that's the intro to the movie right there. No, it's the when you look at the line, the timeline. The timeline is a whole movie. See how small the little red dot is there okay. compared to the whole line. So we'll just let it. We'll just let it stay there for now, and we'll just ask them when they get here. Okay, so they're probably going to truncate it someplace. We we don't know. It may have been something they did by accident. They're so. talking about a three-hour service that they got. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm sure there was a reason for them putting it there. Oh, definitely, definitely. So we'll just figure that out once we're done. So that was something that they uploaded. So I'm going to go ahead. Should we leave it right there? I mean, I can't put it on, on live stream right there. I'm going to have to load it into no, GS1 or 2. No, just, just let, it, let it be for now. Just so let it be for now. Don't put it there. No. You can't put it there anyway. You can't take out a proclaim and put it in there. You have to download that video and put it in there. Oh, okay. Yeah, there's nothing you can do about that. So if I put that in my lineup, is it going to play through proclaim? Okay, I'm trying to figure out how am I going to get, get, get it out to the internet when she gets to that point. You're not. What you're going to do is, well, first off, where's your... I'm still loading. I'm, I'm putting uh, my scripture okay. there right now. Well, remember, you always do this first. You always set this.
prayer. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. The time to just set our hearts to hear what thus says the Lord. Amen. We thank God for him just being a, a keeper. Amen. In, in her life. Amen. And all, you know, you know, I was talking to someone yesterday that we hadn't seen for a while, and, and they didn't realize that she had had the stroke and the heart attack a couple of months ago, and not even, or maybe six weeks ago. Amen. Not even that. But, you know, just seeing how good God is. Amen. To, to bring restoration so quickly. Amen. And we, we're still trusting him. Amen. He's, he's able. Thank you, baby. Just let him show up. Allow him to, to show himself strong. Amen. He can have his way in our lives. Amen. So we thank the Lord for the word. Y'all ready for the word this morning? Huh? Uh, she's getting herself prepared here. Amen. I don't know. I just say it like this. Get ready. Fasten your seatbelt. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Am I on? Come on. Okay. Oh, how he loves me and you. Oh, how he loves me and you. God gave his son. What more could he do? Oh, how he loves me. Oh, how he loves you. Oh, how he loves me and you. Oh, how he loves me and you. Oh, how he loves me and you. God gave his son. Oh, what more could he do? Oh, how he loves me. Oh, how he loves you. Oh, how he loves me and you. Such a simple song, but if we would take it with the impact that it was meant, that we needed his son. We was in need of a savior. And without that kind of love, that a love that said, I'm not willing for any man to perish. I'm going to do exactly what they need. And if they would receive my love, they would not perish. If we would receive his love today in, in, in that vein of a, a God that was not willing for us to be lost, the joy of the Lord would fill our hearts right now. That he didn't count us out. He didn't, he didn't count us as not worthy. But we were so worthy that he would do exactly what was needed. So that we could be with him. He is not satisfied for us not to be with him. And a holy God who hates sin. I want y'all to get that. A holy God who hates sin. I mean, despite the, the sin that runs rampant in the world and in our lives, we are still serving a holy God who hates sin. It doesn't change the fact because it seems like we get by with a lot of stuff. It doesn't change the fact that he's a holy God. It just says how much he really loves us. 
that he would do something to cover us in spite of us because he wants us to be with him forever. Lord, as we bow our heads this morning, Lord, we just thank you. We thank you for another day, another Sunday, another opportunity together, together, God, to hear your word, to grow, to to hear more about your love, God, to fall more in love with you, God. We just thank you for this opportunity. And God, we ask that you would open our ears and our hearts. Oh, God, we ask right now that you would rebuke the distractor, the, the one that comes to kill, steal, and destroy, that he would have no, no part this morning. Father, that, that as we have sung of freedom, that our hearts are free to receive this morning. Our ears are free to receive this morning, that there will be nothing holding us back from receiving your word. We thank you right now in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. We're going to dismiss our children. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. So this morning, it seems like God is um, continuing in the vein that it seems like even for this whole year, rest of the year, God's going to be making sure that we get and squeeze everything that we can out of where he keeps taking us because he wants us to get it. And this morning, you know, I don't know about you guys, but um, one of my my shows that I like on TV a lot of times is um, the different shows with um, Divorce Court, um, Judge, judge, show, judge shows. Right. Judge Judy's one of my favorites. And so um, we've been talking, and Pastor David has been talking about judging for the last two Sundays. And um, this morning, you know, God wants me to continue in that vein. He said, we got a lot of junior judges walking around. Did y'all hear what I said? Yes. We have a lot of junior judges walking around. And, and where God really wants us to get this judgment thing, y'all, he, he really wants us to get it because it has a lot to do with, it says the harvest is plentiful, but the labors are few, and it's because the labors aren't ready. You have to have a right heart to go harvest this harvest that God has. The harvest is plentiful. Um, this morning, when we look at um, Kay, Kay just blessed my heart. I don't know if she blessed y'all heart like she blessed mine, but she blessed my heart to see you know, and maybe God, okay, there we go. Okay. Um, you know, it's how I did this is easier to put on, on the robe of judgment than really, you know, the enemy's tried, but really I kind of messed it up. It should have zipped up really quickly because, you know, it's really easy to put on the robe of judgment. It's harder to take it off, you know? And so um, this morning, as, as I was looking at um, 
okay, I, I thought that that's what God really wants is a heart that'll break for what breaks his. And when I saw her heart breaking for this young man, you know, that just seeing where he was at and and finding out, you know, like a lot of times, you know, we want to know how you got there. <laughs> what got you in that situation? And and then, you know, what we'll do is if we know how you got there, I think let's even when we think we know how you got there, some most of the time, we don't really know the whole of it, okay? And so um, then we we feel like you're justified for what you're going through. And so you, we, can, we can easily say, well, that's why you're there. You know, that's why you're on the street. That's why you're doing this. That's why things are not happening so good in your life. But, you know, um, judgment doesn't make sense when you really think about it because there's a whole lot of people in a whole lot of places that uh, if you look at what they, they've done good mm-hmm. and still bad things happen to good people. Right? right? And so judgment does, well, you can, we can't rely on judgment that I can look at you and say you being a bad girl or a bad man and that's, what, that's the fruit of your badness. On, right? 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 Hello? Because there's a lot of people that they've done good. Jesus did nothing wrong. But hanging on that cross, a lot of people could think what? That he had done a lot. In fact, they let the one Barabbas, who had done a whole lot of things wrong, they, they let him go. But they hung Jesus, who had done nothing. They hung him and said, crucify him. And so... When we talk about why God is taking us back to the and back and back to this judgment is because he wants us to really see how judgmental, <laughs> not the world, because the world is supposed to learn from the church. But he wants us to see how judgmental we can be and not even know that we're judgmental. So this morning... Um, He's giving me the thought, it's time to take off the robe and put on mercy. It's time to take off the robe and put on mercy. Somewhere, as Pastor David has the past two Sundays, somewhere we have um, believed or or took on the wrong ideal about... um, Judgment, and I loved how he showed us both ways that was so good because a lot of times, um, and, and I'm gonna go here first because this is what lets this is, I'm gonna show you what lets me know in my growing that I was very judgmental. Um, because what we do is the first part is when we, someone says, Don't judge me, okay, and and a lot of people say that when you when you tell them something is wrong or that's wrong or they, they say, don't judge me. You can't judge me. You are not my judge. Don't judge me. OK. And um, on both sides, I'm going to show you both sides. And so I've been both sides. I've been both sides where I was into something 
doing something that somebody told me that it wasn't lining up with the word of God and I didn't want to hear it right then and I didn't want to come out right then and I didn't want you trying to tell me and I was looking at you like you can't tell me nothing because I know what you doing you can't judge me so I've been there I've been there where I took it that um, you can't tell me you in in the same place are worse. I done seen you do worse. So you can't tell me. And so I've been there. You can't only one true judge, only one perfect one. You can't. And so I've, I've been where I used it at that time instead of using it. Is it truth? <laughs> you know, is it truth? Or, or, and do I need to step up to this truth? But I used it as a defense mechanism because I wasn't ready to come out of the lie. And then there's other, you know, judging where, where, where we know that people can come and in our life there's the judging that is purely from the word of God. Okay, it's, 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 and I want you guys to understand because people know motives. Okay, so sometimes I get mad when somebody says, don't judge me, but, but I'm already mad at you for doing what you're doing. And so when I come to you, I'm coming to you mad. I'm coming to you upset. I'm coming to you embarrassed that you're even in the kingdom of God acting like that. Why are you making God look bad? And I come to you with that attitude and thinking that you don't feel that attitude. Love is felt. Love is real. (laughs) And God lets us know that real love, when we go to people in real love, Okay, real love is not the kind of love that looks down, is condemning, it's like, how can you be there? That kind of love that, that feels sup- acts superior. Uh, God said there's a lot of snobs in the body of Christ. A lot of spiritual snobs in the body of Christ that have no right because the only thing that makes us clean is Jesus. That every last one of us, there's not a person in this room, in this world, that is not in need of the Lord. Come on. That is not in need of his saving. There's not in need of his cleansing. There's not a person on this earth. If there was, Jesus would not have had to come. Because he always says he searched to see if he could find just one man. He couldn't. In all the times when you're reading in his search, he cannot find an earthly man who could stand up to the purity that God and the holiness of God that could stand up for any of our sins. So that's why he had to come himself, right? He had to come himself. And so God really wants us to understand that he is a merciful God. And today, I want us to, I really want us to grab hold of something because we do this funny way, you know, like uh, I've heard this in the last couple of years when we say um, um, grace and people say, yeah, but you know what, what we do? We say, yes, grace, 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 but they need truth. They need truth. Grace, 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 but they need truth. Now, understand, I, I, wanna, I want y'all to understand that that's true. But the thing is about it is we get scared. So we feel like, 
You keep on telling people grace, grace, grace. That's why they sinning. That you keep on giving them grace. But understand this. You have to have both. You have to have both. It doesn't work one without the other. You have. You can't just be truth, truth, truth and no grace and mercy. It's not going to work. And you can't just be grace and mercy and no truth. It's, it's not going to work. They have to be married together. One of the things, though, that I looked about is that we hear a lot of talk about grace. Grace, 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 songs about grace. A lot of, but even as I was looking, you know, last night and I was trying to find songs on mercy, there's very few songs on mercy. There's a lot of songs on grace. Okay. A lot of books and songs on grace. Grace feels so good to us because grace, you know, that, that just give me grace. Grace is about giving us goodness and things that we don't deserve. Grace. But mercy pulls something out of us. Mercy is something that when we find out it's God's attribute and we don't deserve it. We don't deserve it at all. In Proverbs 16 and 6, it says this. By mercy and truth, iniquity is purged. Now, I, I, need you to, to, I need us to marry it to, to today, marry it together so that we don't feel like all we can do is walk out here and I'm going to tell you the truth and you should get it, okay? But if I don't have that, that, that virtue of mercy, I'm going to administer truth wrong. Truth can be truth, but it, how I administer it will be how well that the person is able to receive it. Okay, so truth can be truth. But if I'm a hypocrite, I'm telling you one thing, but I'm doing another. You're not going to receive my truth because my truth has no walk to go with it. It has a lot of talk, but there's no walk. It has no mercy to go with it. It has no understanding that it's not as easy as I'm trying to make it out to be. You know how we can walk up to somebody and we'll say, you know, whatever it is on them that I don't feel like I have on me. Uh, we can take any one of the commandments of thou shall not lie. Okay. And I could be like, really, you know, you lying. Thou shall not lie. Okay. But the truth is, if I am not married, that truth with mercy. If I have no understanding of, 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 of that's not been my weakness, that's not been something that I've had to go through, we don't even know why a liar lies, you don't even know what, what has caused them, okay, if I'm not married with mercy to that, how I administer to that is, like, there's something wrong with you, <laughs> you need to get over this. You need to come up out of that. That's a mess. When you, what's wrong? How come you can't just tell the truth? Right? Right? If, if, if someone's committing adultery and you've never committed adultery in your life, come on. Oh, yes, the truth is thou shall not commit adultery. But the mercy is, is I don't know what happened in your life. I don't know.
have any relationship to know how the enemy has afforded himself to hit you in that area in your life? Do I know what sets you up for weakness? Do I know any of that? But because I don't have mercy and I just have truth, I can feel superior because I went through nothing you went through. And I can feel superior to you and look down on you and not be able to really bring the truth. Because what did God say? He says, speak the truth in love. Now, you guys, speak the truth in love is not just a pretty way that I say it. See, some of us think speak the truth in love means I'm not raising my voice. It means that I'm saying it, you know, in a nice, soft way. No, speak the truth in love is love is with understanding. Love is with patience. Speaking it with kindness. It's, 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 it's not being rude. You know, it's, it's really understand. Love is with an understanding. And sometimes we say, I'm going to speak the truth in love. You're just going to speak the truth. You have not got on your knees and asked God, God, help me to understand this. Help me to understand where they're coming from. Give me some kind of relatable understanding so that when I go in, I can speak it without superiority and not looking down on somebody. Do y'all get what I'm saying this morning? Because sometimes we get these, these, the word of God at a, at a surface level, but we got anything God asks us to do, it, it demands something of us. It demands uh, me going before the Father. It demands me seeing how would the Father do it. And you know how, you, if we look in the word of God and we see when God went up to the woman at the well, you know what I'm saying? He was loving. Yes. He spoke the truth, but within that truth was hope. Right? It was nothing to pull her down. It was about bringing her back up. It was about pointing her to something that she didn't have. It was like, I see where you're at, but I see what you don't know. I see what well you're drawing from, but I got a greater well. I'm not trying to make you walk away and feel embarrassed and shame. When I get finished with you today, you're going to know of a God that loves you. You're going to know a God that sees you. You're going to know a God that knows you deeper than everybody else that's been at that well and been talking about you. You're going to see a man that knows you. She said, come here and see a man that told me everything about me, but didn't make me. F- when, she, when he got finished with her, he let her, she became a messenger for him. She didn't leave with her head down. She didn't leave walking away wishing she hadn't come. That's what judgment does. When, when, when we're judgmental, people don't want to be around us. When we're judgmental, people... Uh, I heard this, the saddest story, and uh, this pastor was telling this story, and this, it blows my mind, this story. But, and it blows my mind because of the very thing that I'm talking about. So the man was talking about uh, this pastor, kind of like where, okay, they was out doing some missions and on the street, and on the street, he, met, he meets this woman. And I want y'all to get ready for this story, because Okay, and he, he meets this woman, and she's on the streets, and she's crying. She's telling him, you know, that she's on the streets. She's a drug addict, and she's. Then they ask him where she, does she have children? She has a little girl, and he asked her where's her little girl, and her little girl was taken away from her, and why her little girl was taken away from her because she was selling her little girl 
to the pimps on the street to get um, money, you know, uh, because the pimps on the street wanted the girl, her daughter, more than they would want her, you know. And so she's selling the, the daughter to the pimps on the street and they, you know, um, getting money. She makes so much money off of her daughter. And so they said they found out, you know, someone on the street found out, had the little girl, you know, came and had the little girl taken away. And she's crying and crying and crying. And she don't know what to do. She wants to commit suicide. And and so the, the, they're like, hey, there's a ministry that's right down here on this mission road where they're doing all this stuff and so the man tells her he says well you know what he said um who have you talked to about this you know and um she said there's nobody to talk to there's nobody to talk to and um she's he says there's got to be you're right down here you're right down here by the church <laughs> he said what do you mean there's nobody to talk to go into the church and tell them what's going on and she busts out crying she said I tried that church. They hate me. As soon as they heard what I did, they don't even want to talk to me. You know, when I sat there, because at first I was, you know, when I got down to that part, I was like, oh, my goodness. Why couldn't that church? But do you know what? God showed me that I'd already stopped at the top. I already got stumped by the mom selling her daughter. Because I I didn't go, oh, God, have mercy right there. I did not. I was like, what? I was like, she sold her daughter? I'm right there. Okay, I'm right there, and I'm, I got, it didn't go to, oh, Lord, have mercy, bless her, help her, or any of that. I was like, she'd sell her daughter? Okay, so sometimes we don't even realize that there's that judgment. Uh, Have you ever, I I can see myself very judgmental sometimes, and judgmentalism means that I want to be not just the jury, I want to be the judge, and I want to pass the sentence. And I want to hit that gavel, bam. Done. Life in prison. Death. That's what God doesn't want us to get to that place. That because what he says, be careful what judgment you meet out. Because, and I find myself sometimes when I'm watching TV, I have to be very careful. Because I find myself, if I'm very honest, I can be very judgmental about certain things. And I'm like, no, they didn't let him get off with two years. Are you kidding me? Two years? That's all he got? Have you ever felt like that? We want to be in charge of the punishment of someone. We want to be in control of what they get. But God really showed me something that that's because of the category that we put things in. But he really showed me that murder is not just with the gun or the knife. Murder's with the mouth. Murder's with the thoughts. And that 
those little places that I count so small that even if all I, you know, because a lot of people are very proudful and I don't, I don't smoke, I don't chew, I don't, um, you know, I don't drink, I don't cuss, I don't, but that little hateful thought that we have of someone is considered murder to God. And that, that, that little hateful thought, if none of y'all was on this earth and my hateful thought was the only thing on this earth, Jesus would have still had to die. I want us to get that. That how we categorize sin, Jesus would have had to die for our little hateful thoughts, for our little bitter, for our little envious, for our little jealousy. You know how we have all this other stuff? Jesus would have still had to die. And God wants us to get that in our spirit because we're not going to be able to help anybody. If we're not going to be able to show the, the all-consuming love of God when we start thinking, that's all I did, but look what you did. And you deserve this, but what I did, that's just something little. All of our sins deserve death. All of us deserve death. Justice saw what we did, (laughs) but mercy saw us through the sun. Through his son, that's, that's why we're here, and that's why we can get smug, and that's why we can look down on others, and that's why we want to control the punishment of others is because we really, 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 really have not valued the mercy that's over our own lives. When I really receive mercy, like I'm supposed to receive mercy, when I really honor mercy, like I should honor it, knowing that I should have been dead a long time ago because of my sins, not because of what other people did to me, what I did to them. I should have been dead a long time ago, but because of mercy, but if I don't honor it like that, and I begin to look at Pastor David and go, but that thing you did to me. That's ridiculous. You, you's a man. You, you, you supposed to be, you ain't supposed, God didn't make you to hurt me like that. God didn't make you to do me in like that. I can't let it go. But, Within me, if God just turned the flashlight on my life and go, whoop, and let me see the things that I don't think, <laughs> that I don't think it's that bad. I ain't done, I ain't done nothing that bad to deserve that. God says sin is sin. Sin is sin. Everybody say sin is sin. Sin is sin. In Zechariah 7, 8 through 9, it says, And the word of the Lord came to Zechariah, saying, Thus the Lord of hosts has spoken. Execute true judgment and show mercy and kindness and tender compassion every man to his brother. 
What do we find out in this verse? We find out that there's judgment, but then what does he say? Execute true judgment, which lets me know there can be a false judgment. Right? Is there, if there's a true judgment, there can be a false judgment, right? But God is telling us as his people, execute true judgment, okay? And he says, and with this judgment, I'm telling you, show mercy. Show mercy. This is how you execute true judgment. And I, I want to talk to us today because a lot of us are following not after our father God, but after the father, the devil. The devil who comes to be an accusatory finger pointing and he doesn't show mercy. Some people said, I'm sick of showing mercy. God said, I'm not sick of showing mercy towards you. Come on, we get, I'm tired. I'm tired. I can't do that. I'm tired. I think to myself, if God just said that one of the many times in my life that I needed him to show mercy, I would not be here today. Right. But he says, execute true judgment, true judgment. I understand that it's not easy. I'm not telling you that when people hurt us and people do things against us, that there's something so, okay, hey, I forgive you. It's a, I'm not telling you that's an easy thing. I'm telling you, you can't do it in your flesh. I'm telling you there's something mightier than, you, it, than yourself, and that's the spirit of the living God. And I'm telling you to have that in ample amounts of doses to be able to meet every infraction. And I was thinking to myself is that just to meet that if that brother offends the, that question, how many times am I going to forgive my brother? And he says, he don't even say a year. He he says, if he does it again and again and again and again and and let me show you how we're judgmental we're going to protect ourselves right now because this is me when i hear the word of god i hear it until i grew grew this what i hear him says forgive your brother how many times do you forgive your brother and he says you know 70 times 70 in a day and i hear him saying that and again and again and again and again and again and the first thing i'm gonna do i'm gonna protect myself i heard you say forgive him but i don't have to be around him and i don't have that i'm gonna protect myself I'm going to protect myself. Watch. I'm not. And, and let me tell you, sometimes we are so busy protecting ourselves. We can't receive the grace to do what God has called us to do. I'm already defending myself. I'm already protecting. Uh-uh. I heard what you said, but uh-uh. You, you do it to me one more time. Uh, I ain't going to be around. You ain't going to be up in my face. I'm going to stay as far away from you as possible. Right? We're already (laughs) built up a defense instead of saying, God, if you have asked me to do this, there must be a grace and ability to perform this. Because God, if God says 70 times 70, he means that it could happen just that many times. And he's saying that I've given you the grace and the ability through the power of Jesus Christ, to do it. Now, understand this. Why right here he says, um, by, on that first scripture, he says this, and by the fear of the Lord, men depart from evil. And what, what, what I'm seeing is if there's so much evil in the land because there's not enough mercy. Because God just said that 
by mercy and truth, iniquity is purged. By mercy and truth, not just truth, but mercy, iniquity is purged. That means iniquity, iniquity would be gone if we had both of them married together. Come on, think about that. If we had both of them married together, but because there's not both of them married together, we keep on seeing iniquity. Iniquity of Pastor David, I don't have mercy. Bitterness grows up in my heart. Hatred gets up in my heart. Then I start acting ignorant. I start doing sinful things. So iniquity abounds because mercy is not a minister. Mercy can't come through me without changing me. But if I allow no mercy to come through me, all I'll have is bitterness, hatred, and all the negatives. And here we go around in circles. Right? It says execute true judgment and show mercy and kindness and tender compassion every man to his brother. Every man show mercy. Don't just talk mercy, you guys. Show mercy and kindness and tender compassion every man to his brother. Here's the story. Luke 18, 9 through 14. And he spake this parable unto certain which trusted in themselves that they were righteous and despised others. Felt good about themselves. Feel like I got it going on. I'm pretty righteous. You know what? We're pretty righteous when we compare ourselves to man, but I'm saying compare it to the word of God. See, there's our problem. We compare it to somebody that we see is worse off (laughs) than me, and I compare it, and now I feel righteous. But I'm telling everybody, take your righteous self and compare it to the word of God. When we go to the word of God, then that's if we're really honest with ourselves, we're like, Oh, Lord, have mercy. Oh, Lord, have mercy on me. On me, God. I'm not there. I'm not there yet. Since two men went up into the temple to pray, the one a Pharisee, the other a publican. The Pharisee stood and prayed thus within himself. God, I thank thee that I'm not as other men are. I thank thee. Now look at look at look who he was comparing himself to. Lord, I thank thee that I'm not as other men are, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, and even as this publican. I fast twice in the week. I give tithes of all that I possess. And the publican, standing afar off, would not lift up so much as his eyes unto heaven. But smote upon his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you this. This man went down to his house justified rather than the other. For everyone that exalted himself shall be abased. And he that humbles himself shall be exalted. exalted. Look at how God is looking at this. This man looks at all what he's doing. I go to church, I'm on the praise and worship team, I pay my tithes, I'm, in, I'm here on Wednesdays at Bible studies, I'm here on church cleanup days. Look what, I thank God I'm not like them other people that don't show up. 
<laughs> that don't be on time. I'm, I'm coming to our level. That don't be. I thank God I'm not like them. And then there's the publican that realizes I don't care what I do. <laughs> I'm a sinner in need of a savior. I said, I don't care what we do or how well we do it. We are sinners in need of a savior. And when we recognize that, that I don't stop needing a savior because I came to this altar and gave my life to Christ. Every morning I wake up, this stinking flesh needs a savior. Every day that I wake up, the only difference now is that I know I have a Savior, okay? And I can go, but I'm in need, of, and I know that I need a Savior. That's the difference, is that I'm not proudful and thinking that I got it all together. I know every day I need the Savior. God is saying that when we're judgmental, that's how we see. We see ourselves as superior. We see ourselves that I've came to the altar. I gave my life to Christ. Uh, you know, I've I, I joined some activities of the church. Uh, I, I've done these things, these things, that, these things. But God said it's our heart that he's looking for. It's our heart that he wants changed. You guys, I can sit on that front row every Sunday, Pastor Linda, and be as hateful in my mind. And y'all could be saying, hi, Pastor Linda, hi, Pastor Linda. But that don't mean that I'm on my way to glory. The title, Pastor Linda, doesn't get me a free pass. My heart. When the Lord busts those clouds, my heart's got to be right. Or a whole bunch of people be breaking those clouds, and I could be sitting on that seat screaming to the top of my lungs because I didn't make it. Because my heart wasn't right. When God comes, he's not looking for us in, 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 in how we're dressed and, and all those things that we think makes us look like we're holy and righteous and It's my heart. It's my heart God's looking for. But we can be so judgmental. We, well, the first thing we'll look at is how somebody talks or how somebody walks. Or, I mean, we're judgmental on a little crazy stuff. Or how, how they look or, 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 or what color they got on or what color they are. I feel so proud when we think we got this all outside together. And God says, but I see your heart. And you're a hypocrite. You're a hypocrite because you're trying to betray something that you're not. And so you wonder why the power of the word doesn't produce fruit from coming from a place that is being hypocritical. God wants us to realize that a judgmental spirit is not any part of who he is. He tells us this in Colossians 3, 12, and 13. Put on, therefore, as the elect of God. Put on, put on, put on. You know, 
I love any place that has a uniform. That's the only reason why I wanted to join the military. Just uniform. Just, just, I like uniforms. I just think uniforms are so, you know. And so the robe scene, you know, when Judge Judy walks in there and she got her robe on, she looks authoritative. She looks powerful. And sometimes when we got this judging thing on, we look authoritative and powerful. But it's really very weak because a lot of times the reason why we judge and we have no tolerance for others is because we really have no tolerance for ourselves. We just won't tell anybody that we're disappointed in our failures. So I'm going to point your failures out because if I dare but look at me critically as I look at you, I would be so disappointed in myself. God says this. Put on, therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, bowels of mercy. Bowels of mercy. Why does he say bowels, you guys? Because bowels is a whole bunch. When, when you see them bowels, my, my, me and my husband talk about this a lot, but when you see the, your bowels and they take them out, you will not believe how, I can't even tell you, but long, long, long. It's, it looks all curled up in that stomach, but when they begin to pull it out, there's bowels. And he's telling us, don't just put on a little bit of mercy. Some of us, we got a little little bit of mercy we got a little bit of mercy okay but God is saying no 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 for this life for the things that's going to come up against you for the love that I'm demanding of you you ain't gonna have just a little bit of mercy I need you to put on Oh, it's just wrapping around and wrapping around and wrapping around and, and, and it ain't even got stretched yet I said, put on bowels of mercies, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, and long suffering, forbearing one another and forgiving one another. If any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you. (laughs) There again, I said, where's, where's the value of that forgiveness? What, how much do you value what God has done for you? Even as Christ, even as, even, there's places, oh my God, you guys, if Christ didn't forgive me, I, I don't know, there's places that I just don't even like to think about those places. If God had not forgiven me. But he says, even as God has forgiven me, so do you also. In the Amplified, it says, clothe yourself therefore as God's own chosen ones. His own picked representative. I'm a representative. Everybody says, I'm a representative. I'm a representative, okay? Who are purified and holy and well-beloved by God himself by putting on behavior. Y'all, we supposed to have some behavior. Some God-looking behavior, all right? It says, by putting on behavior marked by tender-hearted some of us, we done got so hard, there's no tender no more. The love of many have waxed cold. We just cold. We cold hearted. 
God said, put on, though, y'all, we got to put it back on by tenderhearted pity and mercy, kind feeling, a lowly opinion of yourselves. This is where it be, will begin when you get, nobody likes to hear that because in this world, we do not hear, don't be talking about having no lowly opinion of myself. I am somebody. I am somebody. We don't like, no, the opinion God says, I am God somebody. I am somebody through God. But without God, I am nothing. I am a sinner. I am a wretch undone. I will do anything. I will do what I judge you for. Without God. I'm nothing without God. It says, but through God, he gives us, put on his behavior, that kind feeling. And it says a lonely, a lowly opinion that says all the time, God, without you, God, God, but by your grace, there go I, God, that liar, that adulterer, that cheater, that, that whore, that without your grace. There go. I'm not above whoredom. Without Jesus, I'm not above standing on the corner. Come on. Without Jesus, I'm not above killing you. Without Jesus, I'm not above taking your husband. Without Jesus, I'm not above cheating you. Without Jesus, I'm not above stealing out of your house. Without Jesus, I'm not above any of those things. It's only by God's grace. Don't you dare forget it. You know, my mama also don't never say never. Without Jesus, you don't know what you would do. Without Jesus. In Lamentations, I'm going to go because there's something I really want to get to. Lamentations. It says, my soul hath them still in remembrance and is and, and it's humbled in me. And what he's saying, the things I've done, the si- my soul still has them in remembrance. And it's humbled in me. The things I've done, my soul still has them in re- remembrance, Diane. And it humbles me. It humbles me to think that God would even use me. When I think of the things that I've done. And if it wasn't for his mercy and grace... I would wonder, why am I even alive? The trespasses that I've done. But then this man says, then I recall to my mind, and therefore have I hope. It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed, because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. It's like no matter what the devil brings up against me about my past, it humbles me when I remember it. It it takes away the mercy of God is what gives me hope that if he wanted to, he could have knocked me out the boat a long time ago. But because of his mercies, because of his compassion, I'm still standing. I'm still here. I'm still able to be used by him. I'm still able to be used by him because of his mercies. Don't get it. Don't get it twisted, you guys. Don't get it twisted. I'm on the praise and worship team. I'm a pastor. I'm in a van. Don't get it twisted. That is because of you. It's because of his mercies. It's because it's nothing good about me. How nothing good about me. When you hear me preach, pick up Jesus. There's nothing good about me. If you just followed me, you on your way to hell. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And anybody don't think that think that about themselves? Thank you, Jesus. Then there's a problem right there. Oh, bless Jesus. It's only Jesus. Yes, Jesus. It's 
only Jesus is the only good thing. It says, he will not, and I want you to spool up to get ready because right after this I want to show you something. He will not always chide, neither will he keep his anger forever. Oh, here's the beautiful thing, you guys. He has not dealt with us after our sins, nor rewarded us according to our iniquities. That's mercy, you guys. That's God's mercy. For as the heaven is high above the earth, so great is his mercy toward them that fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far hath he removed our transgressions. Don't y'all get happy when you think about that. So far as he removed that ugly place, that nasty place, that wish I never went to face place. He has removed that. I love that even when God spanks or corrects us, it is softened by mercy. Whatever you got, <laughs> whatever we got, just think it's been softened by mercy. It's been so whatever I got, you got. The stuff I went through with my, in my marriage, the, the loss I went through because of my choices, it still was softened by mercy. Oh, God, softened by mercy. It could have been so much worse. But that's God's mercy. He softened it. Sometimes we, we don't even realize that it's been softened. <laughs> we don't realize that our, our outcome has been softened. We don't shout hallelujah because we don't see that it's been softened. In every sin, the wages of sin is some death. Wrapped up in every sin, there's a consequence. But because of his mercy, it's been softened. It's been He has softened us with his mercy. The enemy's design is to make us judgmental. And the worst thing about judgmental, that spirit, it affects our heart with God. We start judging God. That he's not fair and that he's not right. There's a beautiful scene that I want you guys to see. And I want you guys to get the impact of this scene. It comes from the movie, The Shack. The book that I couldn't read for the longest of time because it affected my spirit. I could not understand what was going on. And the Lord had me to see the movie. And when I saw the movie, God began to speak to me. But I want to set this scene up. In, in the shack, the, the, the father loses his daughter. They're at a, a campsite. And somebody comes into the campsite and takes the daughter and kills the daughter. And so it makes the dad begin to question everything, his faith. And he finds out that he's very judgmental. And when bad things happen to us, that's what we start questioning our faith. Is there really a God? A God that would let this happen? A God that would, he's right there. Why don't he do something about it? But I want y'all to hear this, and we'll get back. Do we have it? Okay. Let's, let's watch this. We'll end after this.
Lord, I pray that their hearts receive and understand. God, in the name of Jesus, amen. What's going on? Oh, we need the sound. Oh, oh. Turn it up. discharge? Of course. Then no. I don't think the car runs this building very well. That's what you believe. Come. Sit. I think Judge will be fine today. Judge you? judging nearly everyone and everything, their actions and motivations, as if you could even know them. The next snap judgment is just like a whole someone's skin. Their clothes, their body language. By all accounts, you're a well-practiced expert in choosing. There's been at least a few blocks of blame for all the pain and suffering in the world, right? Son 
the man who plays on Innocent Little Birds. children to spend eternity in heaven. The other will go to hell. Can't do what? I'm only asking you to do something you believe God does. So? Who will go to hell? You could just wait. You said some pretty hurtful things. Shuts you out. You're not even sure if she loves you anymore. Or you could just judge. He's being disobedient, sneaking out, lying to you. You didn't know that.
As you look at that, I mean, I don't want to be the judge anymore. It says that God is not willing for any man to perish. So much so that we're all his children. So much so that he would take our place by dying on a cross for all of us. I love the part that when we look at it is if we say why, 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 but the only other option is robots. <laughs> the only option would be robots. Robots that do have no will, but God gave us a will. And when we say, why, 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 don't start with the next man. Don't start with the one you know that's doing all kind of crazy things. Just start with yourself. Your will has allowed you to trespass against the word of God. Countless 
of time. My will, my will, me having a will. And sometimes I, I would say, well, God, just, just make me then. Make me that what person that, you know, you just make me do it. Well, see, God wasn't interested in just having robots. He wanted to have a relationship that said, I love you from my heart, not just from my instincts, not just from a, a you know, robotic way. God wanted someone to love him and to choose him like he chose us. He wanted us to choose him. And because there is a will <laughs> and we trespass against God's will, there is sin in the earth. And I'm telling you right now, we never judge Satan. Did you hear what I'm saying? We never judge Satan. We judge God. Satan, the thief who came to steal, kill, destroy, who God said is a liar father of lies we choose to believe him if we just got half as mad at Satan as we got at God and determine within ourselves you don't get no more of me Satan <laughs> you don't get no more of my attention you don't get no more of my will you don't get no more I'm sick if we just got to that but we do it to God you don't get no more of my attention. You don't get no more of my love. You don't get no more of my trust. You don't, while Satan's over there going, <laughs> got him. We judge God, but we don't judge Satan. As you guys stand today, we have went back into, and I'm praying that we go over these weeks asking, am I judgmental? Do I speak or behave in a man manner that reflects a critical, condemning point of view? Do I count people out or unworthy? Do I already got them destined for hell? Do I walk around superior, self-righteous, as if I... I am flawless and cannot do any wrong. Do I avoid my own faults <laughs> by making your faults look big so mine are minimized? Do I judge quickly before I know? It says judge nothing before the time, but am I the, already I already got it done. I judged you before I even know you. I, I judged you before. Did you guys see that one part? That one part, part will never stay out of my mind that that was his father. In, in, in the movie, you'll see that he had a hatred for his father. He tried to kill his father. He had a hatred for his father, but not because his father was mean, but when, when he sees what his father went through, not knowing that was his father, he had mercy right then. When she said, that little boy right there that's getting beat by that man right there, that's your father that beat you. 
See, God knows the back, the front, and all around of our lives. He knows where we, and you know, we can easily say, I don't care what that means. I don't care what, he knows better. He shouldn't do that. You guys, we are predisposed to sin. I, I want y'all to get this. Just like in my family line is diabetes. Our family line is predisposed to diabetes, okay? We don't know. Um, my mom had 14 brothers and sisters. My mom was the only one that didn't have diabetes, okay? So we don't know where it's going to, you know what I'm saying? Who's, but it's in that line, okay? There's things in your line, and, and, there's, and, and diabetes didn't come up when I was born, okay? It wasn't like she has it. it I was grown. I, I, I had had my um, last child when diabetes. So some things that we've had in our family, spiritual, generational line, we don't even know it's there. And we're walking around judging people. We don't even know. Families haven't talked about it. There hasn't been no history about it. I don't know Uncle Joe committed adultery and, and Auntie Sue committed. I don't know. Everybody don't talk about all that, okay? But all of a sudden, at the right time, in the fullness of time, and I want to tell you, there's a verse in the Bible that says that sin, when it is full grown, why we can judge is because we're still playing with our baby sins. So we can judge full-grown sins, but not realizing that a murderer once hated. A murderer was once hateful. A murderer was once envious. A murderer was once looking at someone so jealous. A murderer, somebody that killed somebody way back then in their baby playing around with not letting go of hatred, let it get to full grown. And so sometimes we're judging because we're still in the immaturity of baby steps. And I'm talking about of our evilness. But because we won't repent and because we won't acknowledge and because we won't say, Lord, have mercy, take this away. Or because we won't stop comparing and saying, this is all I'm doing. I'm just doing a little bit of gossip. It becomes full grown. It grows into that monster. While we're judging everyone else, we're growing. We're growing. I pray that during this season of hearing this, God wants to get across to us. We have nothing to judge, to be judgmental about. There's a difference between judging whether this is in the word, this action is in the word or not. But when I got you out for the count I got you as God doesn't love you I don't love you I don't want to be around you you're no good I've really set myself up now for judgment that's what I've really done I've set myself up to be judged in the way that I'm judging you in Psalms 136 I just want you to read it But it goes over and over and over saying 
that the Lord is good. Oh, give thanks. Oh, give thanks. Oh, give thanks. At least 20-some time. For his mercy endureth forever. This is why we give thanks. Okay? We, my, my, we want to give thanks because our lives are right. There's no, no hell in our lives, no problems in our lives. Then we feel like, but that's not why God said no to give thanks. Give thanks because his mercy endures forever. I can't have a problem life because, uh, just a problem free life because I'm a problem myself. Do you understand that? I can't have a problem because I'm a problem myself. I create problems. I do problematic things. God is saying, but his mercy endureth forever. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, you guys. Here's our hope this morning. Here's why we, why we walk out happy. And here's why we extend it to others. Don't just walk out happy because the mercy's over your life and not be ready to extend it over somebody else's life. Oh, give thanks to the Lord because I need mercy. I need mercy every day. And Father, help me to be able to extend mercy. Father, in the name of Jesus, Help me to take off. And it's not this easy, y'all. Oh, if we just had a zipper. Okay. But a zipper would be good because sometimes the most uh, judgmental things come out our mouth and we could just zip it. Okay. Zip it. Unzip. And God would want us to do take off this robe of judgmental. And God would want us to get on our knees and cry out, oh, God. I remember my mom, she would be in the room sometimes, her and daddy. I remember this. So she'd go, oh, Lord, have mercy. Oh, Lord, have mercy. But she wasn't talking about all oh, my daddy. She wasn't talking about us. She wasn't talking about the mean people sometimes that was the church. She would say, oh, Lord, have mercy. Have mercy on me. Have mercy on this, 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 this flesh. This get out of order flesh. This mess up in a quickness flesh. Have mercy on me. You guys receive the mercy of God. But extend the mercy of God. Extend the mercy of God. For without of his without of his without his mercy, without his grace, I don't know where this girl would be today. It sure wouldn't be standing right up here in this pulpit. 
Lord, we thank you for your word right now. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your mercy, God. You say your mercies are new every morning, God. And every morning your faithfulness is to extend mercy to us, God. Individually, personally, God, you do that. So, God, we ask, God, as you extend that mercy, God, as we get up and begin our day and move about, God, that we, we thank you for mercy. And we thank you not just from our lips, but from our attitude, from our actions and from our responses that we extend mercy to others. Oh, Father, we ask right now that you rebuke that superiority spirit that makes us feel that we're better than anyone. We are all in need of a Savior, God. Oh, Father, help us not to minimize where we're at and what we're doing. But God, we say, oh, Lord, have mercy. All sin took you to the cross, God. All sin put the nails in your hands. All sin put the nails in your feet. You hung there, God, for all sin. And Father, help us to realize, God, that if no one else was in this world, you would have died just for us, each one personally for the sin that we committed against you so God we thank you today God we ask that you give us a heart of love and God as you said in the beginning God give us true judgment judgment that starts from the heart of mercy and come from the word of God God, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your love. And we thank you that you do not deal with us, God, with a a hand that would kill us, God. But you correct us, God. And in that correction, there's always the softness of mercy. And we thank you right now in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. As we get finished. If there's anybody that just dealing with mercy and as we're saying, pastors ask each Sunday, each Sunday we can look within ourselves and say, am I judge? Am I judgmental or not? Even this last Sunday as I went home, I had to even dig more. Are you judgmental? And I had to say, yes, you are. And I just begin to contemplate and not just watch that with everyday situation. You guys watch when you're watching TV. Watch what you say to the murderer. (laughs) Watch what you say to the child. You made a way, God, that sin would not keep us from you. And so we're thankful today, God. God, as we leave this place and go into our jobs, go into our homes, go into places of business, grocery stores, wherever our assignment of the day. God, may our countenance, our words, our attitude reflect, God, righteous judgment, God, judgment that says that you love the world, God. You love the world, God. And we ask it in Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, amen. And we're going to turn it over. Anybody that's here today and you haven't given your life to the Lord, we do not want you to leave without giving your life to Jesus. If you don't have a church home, Living Faith Christian Center, we sure welcome you here. We're not a perfect church, and we 